my name is Erika Hyppönen. And I'm Annika Hegblom. We're here to, to discuss the topic of how to lead a successful remote team, the challenges and opportunities of working remotely, and uh, also solutions for better collaboration. Um, and I mean, it's not on, only in this exceptional situation we need the virtual teamwork, but work itself is really becoming more networked. That is, uh, we need input from different people in order to do our jobs properly. Uh, it's kind of a prerequisite to collaborate with others uh, if we want to do, do a good job. And um, also physically dispersed teams uh, and employees are a necessity of, of doing business today. So we kind of have no choice here. And um, there are kind of different teams. There are those remote teams that um, that uh, meet face-to-face -face every now and then, but we can't forget about the remote teams that actually never meet face-to-face. -face. So they only work remotely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, as, as you're saying, Erica, um, it's it's not a new thing and it's not um, exceptional in any way to be working remotely these days. A lot of teams are working remotely and it's something we've been dis discussing for a long time. It's something that many people wish that could be, um, it could be increased because of course, working remotely has a lot of uh, upsides, a lot of positive sides as well, because it makes, gives more flexibility and, and it will allow us to not be so, uh, um, like strain to one physical location, but work from whenever, wherever we are. So of course there's a lot of good things in that. And, and I think for that reason, remote working has, has been a, a discussion point for a long time. But as I see it, it's, it's also been a discussion of, yes, we would like to go in that direction, but we can't because we don't know how to work remotely. Uh, and now, of course, as we all know, the world just changed overnight. Um, suddenly we're all more or less Everybody who can in any way work from home is asked to work from home. And suddenly we have to find those solutions. There's no more time to discuss or, or figure out or give it a second thought. We just need to figure it out, how to, learn, how to work from home and, and do that. Uh, so now is a bit even more um, pressing question, I think, than, than ever. So I guess this, this uh, webinar will also be a bit of our reflections, I guess, Erica, about because you we usually work in the same place in the same office, and now we haven't seen each other for for two weeks, and uh, we're working remotely ourselves. So I guess uh, for for you listening, I think this is as much as it is our 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 sort of expertise on this topic. It's also about our personal learning of what we've experienced so far and what we've seen that works and what we think about working remotely. Um, yeah, I think one thing that people usually start with when talking about remote work is of course all those technical solutions. And, and we know that there is a lot of technical solutions for working from home, where right now we're using one of them. Um, and of course there's all kinds of different tools. I, think, I don't think that's really the problem right now. We, we have the technical capacity, but it's more maybe the human side of of things also, um, figuring out how to make this work, how to make our, our relationships work when we don't physically meet face-to-face -face anymore. Yeah, and there's, uh, 
really a, a big thing that I, I think is a big thing here is the, the communication part. I mean, everyone yeah. always talks about communication and, and the lack of it or that communication is, is the key to success. Or so, so what is it actually about communication? Uh, if we think about remote teamwork, what, what do you see as the challenges or opportunities here? Mm. Yeah, uh, well... <laughs> There's of course there's there's as I say as I say there's both good and and bad parts in communication I guess is one of the tricky ones um, because obviously as we all, all know when we don't meet physically there's a lot of uh, body language that goes missing and and especially if we're only relying on emails and instant messaging then there's a lot of information that goes missing and I think that then leads to a lot of misunderstandings and a lot of uh, like lost information because it's just we don't remember to communicate about everything that needs to be communicated in in physical offices uh, of course there's a lot of time for informal discussion as well it's not only that the formal meetings about uh, topic x mm. it's also a lot about you know having coffee breaks and and speaking in the hallway with colleagues and then in that way there's always more communication and now we're missing all of that and i think that's one of the big uh challenges that we're facing yeah, that's a that's a great viewpoint there. And then I also think that um, if we think about us now, and uh, especially if we wouldn't use our our webcams, then mm. uh, there would be a kind of huge lack of body language, as you mentioned, but also facial expressions, uh, and also the the small kind of hums that show that you are present and and uh, might might be there, kind of. Um, relying on that yeah you, you are you are exactly right on this one so that's something that may may lack quite a lot and also the tone <clears throat> excuse me the tone of your voice and small nuances um mm. in in the communication it's, yeah. it's difficult to pass but to pass on virtually really absolutely i agree with you completely and i think this is something we've been trying to pass on for a long time to other people because i mean yes that um the video option, whenever you can, please use it because I think that's really been made a huge difference for us. Because yeah. even if you know, even if you're not uh, participating uh, vocally in the meeting the whole time and not saying stuff all the time, just that people can see you and your face expressions makes you be more present mm -hmm. in that virtual meeting. I think that's a very good thing. But but speaking of, of screens and 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 videos. I think still, even though, yes, it's much better to have the video on and, and that helps us, but I think still, it's it's still not the same thing. There's something, even even if, if we have the voice and the facial expressions, but there's something more that goes missing when mm. when we have a screen between us. And, and I think it has something to do maybe with, um, as I said previously, the, the human side of things and empathy. I've, I've read articles about this also that um, that we're not as humans we're not very good at at feeling empathy when there is a screen between us. Mm -hmm. It's like something goes missing. I think uh, also partly probably because we're so used to screens. We watch TV all the time, and we we're so used to seeing all kinds of things on screens, mm -hmm. and, and maybe we're cut off from that because if we would deeply feel with everything we see on a TV screen, for example, or a movie screen or news or something, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to cope. Uh, yeah. It might be easier kind of forget about that there's a human being in the, in the other end. And uh, uh, yeah, a screen, maybe it creates more a more distanced feeling 
and uh, especially it might be a big challenge if you're a team who, who never has met face to face because then you haven't had the possibility to kind of create the trust and create those rela uh, relationships either mm -hmm. so there's a there's a lot to to think about but at the same time i think that uh we may be as as humans we may be also learn to be, become better at communicating in these times and and if we work a lot in virtual teams then we kind of need to do that but uh i i think there we need also of course the technical solutions uh that everyone needs to know how to use but uh, then also the clear guidelines on when to use what and uh, something that we've noticed a lot uh when when seeing people kind of training them and having these uh development programs and so on and so forth it's uh, that many kind of use a lot of instant messaging uh, tools in their personal lives but then to really take them also to the professional lives and and uh, to the to the remote teams that's something that uh, some of them haven't actually thought about so that could be a, a solution there also that you you kind of can chit chat uh, also during the workday or if you have a question that uh, you just need very very fast an answer to then you know that hey my colleague will help me very soon here exactly yeah uh yeah well chit chatting i think that's a good uh i'm glad you brought that up i think that's one thing that we've been doing the past two weeks um we've been having also informal like coffee breaks and stuff virtually together and I, i've enjoyed that very much so uh, in case uh, the, you guys listening haven't tried that then then i invite you to or I, I hope that you will invite your your teammates to a virtual coffee break or a morning coffee or something that's a very nice way of um increasing amount of of informal discussion in the team and it helps i think that makes a, a, bit, a big difference mm -hmm. but um but what else i mean Talking about about the um, the remote teams, if we think about not now only this uh, specific situation, but but then maybe more in a in our normal life, so to speak. Um, another thing I think to consider when communicating with a remote team is is time zones. I mm -hmm. think that's a very simple thing to to forget. Maybe sometimes if we're working in a in a global organization, uh, that we need to consider uh, other people than that's also partly empathy <laughs> to to remember that okay what's what's uh what time zone are we calling into and what might they be doing at this time that's definitely a good point yeah yeah so trying to take into into consideration what other people's lives look like or if it's not a global team if, even if it's just a local team working remotely then trying to think about oh oh right maybe maybe i shouldn't book um meeting right here at this time because i know my colleague is probably cooking dinner or or getting their kids from school or something at this time so trying to it, it takes a bit more work to actually put yourself in the other's position when you don't meet them physically all the time but but you need to be aware of these things also in a remote, remote team because the, the person you're talking to is still an entire person they're not they're not just a screen they are actually still human uh on that other side yeah and that's uh yeah now we we have been talking a lot of this communication part and um of course there is this uh communication that you do uh, via these virtual tools uh and then then you have the written communication that's that's a different part of it uh and 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 just 
getting back to what you just said about that there's a human there on the other side, uh, it's important to to keep that in mind also when you write something. And uh, especially I have noticed that I, it's it's good to kind of emotionally proofread your messages or your emails. And if you're not really sure uh, if there could be something that could be uh, misunderstood or, or anything, then do it once more. Mm. So it's, uh, it's really about making the life easier for everyone and uh, but also when you're reading, reading the the emails yourself, you need to think about the, the fact that, okay, this person might might have have kind of uh, meant something else that you kind of read it. So you, you need to have that filter on as well in, in the other end. Yeah, I love that. I love that word, emotionally proofreading. I think that's a, very, <laughs> that's a good term. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, and, and also, I think um, I think one thing um, that that well, we also talked about a little bit, but I'll, I need to reemphasize. I think that um, a lot of the time we need to be more active now than when we meet physically. It's not enough to just be there, uh, like in the meeting. You have to maybe be a bit more alert, a bit more. Um, Active talking, um, showing that you're listening uh, in other ways. Because when you're in a room with somebody, of course, that's enough. Because they can they can see that okay, Erica is sitting here next to me by the table. I'm I'm sure she's here. But if we're in a meeting and and sort of a virtual meeting, that is, it's it's not as clear to everybody that you're actually present. So we need to be more active. I think. What what ways would you say of of being active? How do you show? How do you show uh, that you're listening or, or being there? Yeah, of course, this humming is one thing, but uh, then <laughs> then uh, it's good also to, to really uh, kind of, of course, if you are listening, really listening to, to the other people, then you also can, can uh, give your viewpoints a lot easier and you can uh, maybe ask additional questions. That's the way to, to really show that you are, are in the meeting, uh, not only only virtually uh, via the tools, but but really mentally, mentally as well. So so that's the way that I would say that those those things show that hey, I I really am here and I'm attending the same meeting as you and not doing everything else else. Yeah, yeah. not checking my email at the same time or yeah. watching yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Exactly. So what do you think, Annika? Um, if if we move a little bit further here, and uh, not only about the communication, but from the communication, maybe we we come to the to the real teamwork and the collaboration and what do you see there that could could be maybe disturbing elements or really huge challenges uh for for the teams because uh, if you are a team and of course everyone needs to do business at some point uh, so so you really need to be be efficient and uh, and and kind of successful as as a team and collaborate that's what's needed yeah, exactly. That's what's needed, and and um, I think yeah, this is something that becomes more apparent the longer we work remotely, mm-hmm. and, and it, it will become more apparent now that a lot of us are working remotely for what looks like to be a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the, like the effect because like if you're working remotely for one week, that's still or just like now and then, and like some days, and some days you're at the office, and some days remote, and that's that's doesn't, the effect doesn't 
add up to that much, but in the long run, it will. Mm-hmm. And I see that the challenges there um, would be that the relationships uh, maybe don't form in the way they usually do. In a workplace, we we get very used to to each other. We get to know each other very well, and that helps work because, mm-hmm. for example, I we've worked in the same office for four years now, I think, and and we've gotten to know each other, and that helps us now that yes. we don't face each other. But if that would never happen, for, let's say if there's a team that is completely virtual, then that would not have happened, and and that is something a leader needs to consider. Um, how to help the team form relationships uh, even though they're not physically meeting and and uh, or how to keep up those relationships how to maintain them in a, in a healthy way could we kind of say that it's a cornerstone also for for the collaboration and for the product the productivity as well to create these relationships uh, or I, i would say that it's uh, Maybe not impossible, but very much more difficult to to collaborate and and uh, and and be effective as a team if you don't know the other people. Uh, mm. Maybe also around how they uh, how they are used to work, how they are. If you go back to how they are used to communicate, and and of course the common goals and and the rules to play by in in the team. It's it's mm. uh, it's very important. I think that the leader kind of creates the space for these discussions as well in the team. Mm, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that would be one one really important discussion to have, I guess, now, if you haven't already had this discussion with your team back at home, uh, is, is, is to actually start a discussion of, hey, how do we want to work? What are our, our ground rules, so to speak? Uh, what do we think is... is What are our what are the tools we use? Like just technically, what are the tools we want to use? How do we use them? When do we use them? Um, what works for us? What is a complete no no? Never go there. Um, and and sort of discuss these things and take into consideration what people like and what works with their personal ways of working. And and I think um, just having this conversation already helps opening up the dialogue of of how do we want to do this. So if you haven't done that yet, please do it right now. <laughs> That's very, very important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, um, but yes. Also when, sorry, when opening up the communication here, it's, um, I, I think the learning part also becomes easier then because it's not all, always that easy to ask for help and exchange the ideas if you don't know the other persons or if you, mm-hmm. if you, if you work a lot remotely. Then there's kind of that's that's both a challenge as well as an opportunity, I think, because uh, if you feel that it's not that easy to to exchange ideas or ask for help, then you might take one step further in uh, trying to figure things out yourself, and that's not always a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, you need to have the feeling that hey, my colleague is there for me, and I can anytime ask for help if if it's needed, or from the from the manager, of course, as well. But yeah, uh, as a team. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's fundamental. How, what do you, what do I do if I need help, and who can I ask, and when? Hmm. Yeah. But what about the learning part? I mean, hmm. we we talk a lot about that when we meet physically and um, kind of work together in in the same office. A lot of learning happens maybe in the hallways. Uh, kind of, you, you don't even know, you don't even notice it. Hmm. Uh, you, you just get kind of inputs from from here and there, and that's what we 
or I at least find that we we do a lot in our office. It happens kind of you you get inputs and and you you really learn things uh, without having a very formal discussion or very very formal meeting. So, um, what what do you say? Um, is there less learning kind of happening in in the organization we don't when we don't meet is that a big challenge i'm afraid it is yeah I, i would i would say it's a risk definitely that there will be less learning and and that in itself is a huge risk for the organization because learning is the fuel that the organizations run on we we can't we can't go on without having learning we because as you said at the beginning um work is becoming very complex and very networked and there's no way that one person has all the answers we can't work alone uh so if we isolate ourselves and just stay at home and and work remotely and and don't really talk to anybody anymore that will uh put an end to learning and that will very soon put an end to our work as well so yes it definitely see it as a challenge but but uh the question is how to overcome that and i think again all of this trying to refocus and put more effort into uh giving time for communication remembering to to open up dialogue and remem- remembering also informal discussions mm-hmm. in remote teams i think those are some of the the answers to that yeah yeah and of course the informal discussions and the the virtual coffee breaks they are fantastic ideas and then when we really have these kind of work meetings i think they become more effective and they come kind of better as well because uh, nobody kind of wants to have these six hour meetings uh, virtually and remotely that you you can't handle with those <laughs> of course you can always have the breaks but but anyway i i think people are better prepared for the meetings or or should be at least maybe you you send some stuff already before the meeting uh, so that people really really know what we are talking about and um, also sharing the responsibility there to to other team members that hey could you maybe uh, maybe you take this part of the meeting so i, I think there's a, a great opportunity uh, in when having remote teams that you kind of more effective meetings also less traveling you don't need to travel to the meetings or uh, you might save some some money and some time there and um of course the if we go to the human part the listening skills and especially the active listening skills um as as we discussed earlier about this that you need to show that you are really in the meeting uh, mentally as well so this is a great opportunity to 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 develop those active listening skills mm-hmm. You sound very positive. Uh would you would you say um <laughs> <laughs> that's my job. <laughs> no, I I find this I find this um kind of it's 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 I I see the both sides here. Mm-hmm. So I I I I mean we need to take the the best out of the remote teams because we have them everywhere. Yeah. Would you say do you think that um that well, now we have this very intense period of of a lot of remote working going on do you think we will come out of it this sort of as maybe b- better team workers or or like better at our job as in maybe more structured or more effective do you see that there's a positive output from all of this i definitely see that there could at least be a positive output there um i mean of course more structured 
yeah, but what what will happen then when we when we meet? That's a very good question. That when when we we are back at the offices and uh, have these physical face to face meetings. So uh, will we go back to the kind of the old habits? Or uh, I think there, there's actually that's a very good question for everyone. What should we pick from these learnings that we get from from having these remote? Uh, meetings and working and collaborating in the remote teams what should we pick up from there that really are those uh, positive great things that we want to want to use in in the future as well yeah what do we keep like a yes. lot of things maybe yeah we maybe some things we don't want to keep but some things might be actually better than than what we had so yeah, yeah. and one more thing uh, maybe not all or about collaborating that much but i'm just thinking that uh, when we have these physical meetings so so um, and and in comparison to to these virtual meetings i mean now we have less pastries i think than than you normally might be might be the case of course that could be a threat as well but uh, yeah, that depends how you i mean yes more healthy there's nobody buying chocolates and pastries to the office but on the other hand also, I need to make my own coffee. That's true. That's true. Yeah. There's nobody. Nobody has made coffee for me, so I don't know. Yeah. yeah there are ups and downs to all of this, as we see. Yeah. But if if going back to the structure thing <laughs> here, so um, I, I think this is uh, both about the team having the structure and finding the ways to 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 work, and uh, but also about if we're not if we're t- thinking about me in the team. I mean, what is my role? And uh, how how much do I need to think about uh, taking responsibility for my own work? That's, of course, uh, either it's a remote team or not. But I think that the the self-leadership part, uh, really, uh, all the time, if needed, uh, telling your manager what what I need as an employee, uh, to to what kind of support I need from from him or her, and... uh, really balancing the thing that I, okay, I, I need to do this and this and this, and uh, I also will do it, although that I can't, I, I might not have those uh, so so many meetings and, uh, and no face-to-face meetings right now. So what do you think about that uh, self-leadership thing here? Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Uh, it's, it, it, this requires a lot more self-discipline yeah. from all of us. And uh, that, of course, is something that just nobody can do that for you. You have to, everybody needs to take that responsibility themselves. It's the leader can't uh, and shouldn't be the police running around and, and making sure everybody's doing their job. That's not how mm. how it works. And that will just cause a lot of unnecessary uh, weird situations. So, 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 yes, this is about trust, I think, um, a lot trusting each other that we are working even though we can't see that we're working yeah and and also just taking that responsibility for yourself and also as you said take responsibility as in tell if you if you need help then tell somebody about it don't just sit at home and and feel like like a like a loser because you couldn't solve something but instead ask yourself well who could help me and then contact that person maybe contact your manager or somebody and ask for help but that requires more um activity from your own side i guess 
if if I may be positive once once again yes, here, clearly our roles set here. Now I'm I'm the one coming up with all the challenges. I and you are a, a huge opportunity, uh, also for many many in in many companies. I think that they there are people who will really blossom up as well and show that hey that uh, remote work is okay. I know that there are um, a lot of organizations where. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the managers don't think that remote work is that okay. And now, when they are in the situation, they they end up in might end up in thinking that hey, this is actually a great solution, and people really do their work. Although I'm not there, uh, you know, having having an eye on them. So mm-hmm. I think there will be many many positive outputs from from, mm-hmm. from this. And, and overall, I mean, remote work. It's about trust. It's about psychological. Uh, safety and uh, really creating the the trust among among the people. Mm. Yeah, there's something about that um, reaching out uh, because yes, it requires a bit more effort to reach out to somebody when you're re- working remotely. But on the other hand, I see it it's quite exciting because somehow this evens out the playing field a lot. It's because now. Everybody is more or less equally uh, available or unavailable. It's not like anybody's here with me at home. Um, so everybody's equally available. I could, I could, yes, I could call you, but it doesn't. Re- I mean, I could call anybody. So somehow, for me, this has opened up my my thinking. It's also like, well, hey, if I have a problem, I could call somebody maybe in my network or somebody at an other organization to talk to them about. Well, how are you solving this? And I think we can see this also as a quite exciting uh, new opportunity for networking uh, and and sort of yeah think about how, who who you could contact who you could talk to in in these things. It's not always just your uh, the person sitting at the next desk because now there is nobody there. It could be anybody really, and yeah, everyone is kind of uh, yeah. You you are as far as or as near as anyone. Actually, exactly. that's a very that's, nice way of putting it. Yeah, and that's kind of cool, I think. Yeah, really, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Well, how about um, if we if we go now from self leadership to actually then leading teams mm-hmm. and remote teams? What do you think? Uh, how what do you see are, are the most the biggest challenges that are most difficult things now for leaders that are leading remote teams? Yeah, I think um, maybe the. I think that there needs now, really, the leader needs to to make sure that the team doesn't feel that it is left alone. Uh, that's that's a, a a big big a huge thing here. That uh, you kind of need to make sure that everyone is heard and maybe have more individual meetings also with your employees. And then the other thing we we just discussed a lot about meetings, and there the leader has uh, you, you need to have kind of this kind of energetic leadership there that you if if there's a lack of energy from the leader it 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 won't work because uh, mm. you need to have you or at least in the beginning you need to have someone to to drive the meetings to to really engage the people and often that is the the role of the leader the the appointed leader I mean. What do you what do you mean by by energy? Can you describe that? Yeah, mean? I mean this way kind of. If 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 you come to a meeting and you you are like okay, hi, 
great that you're here and now we're moving on and uh, you, you and and then you can't you can't have or you 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 you're not getting the feeling from the from the others at the same um in the same way as if you were in the same meeting room so there might be if you're in the same meeting room there might be people who who kind of themselves lift the energy and they kind of do it for you but now i think that it's more more the leader's role here also and and also to engage to really take everyone into consideration and and uh, this with questions for example um with inspiring questions uh fascinating questions of course related to to the topics and the challenges or to the business but but really engaging everyone in the discussions and in the meetings and uh, of course when when the team gets used to it uh unless it already is uh then it it becomes easier and the, i'm sure the appointed leader can then also kind of the role will go to the next ones and the next ones in the team and they will they will slowly then uh start mm -hmm. to kind of more more share the leadership in in the team but but this is something to to really um think about and uh, also ha have in mind when you when you start your meetings that hey now now we are we are we are met now and there's a reason for it so so really taking taking people with you if mm -hmm. i say that in in that way yeah, well, that was a very good point, uh, asking questions. And yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think um, asking questions is also, on top of, of course, engaging people is also a very good way of, of maybe drawing out the, the more silent ones. You were talking about that that's, of course, it's everybody's own responsibility to to make sure they are present and engaged. But but if you're a leader and notice that, that there's somebody who doesn't really speak up in, in your remote meeting, then maybe by asking them direct questions, that's also a way of, of helping the more silent ones become more active and, and, and more comfortable with, with having their voice heard. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, really, you, you mean uh, pinpointing kind of, hey, Annika, so what do you think? Yeah, in a nice way, of course, not of like course. Yeah. <laughs> not attacking <laughs> them, but, but, but if you notice that there's seven of us here and, and okay, that person hasn't said anything in half an hour, maybe, Maybe it's time to ask, like, okay, like well, Erica, do you have a, any comments on this? Or, yeah. yeah, and to actually help help each other to to all get our voice heard. And I think that's uh, one of the ways also to to build the psychological safety in the team because that's one thing that's been um, discussed a lot in the past years: uh, how to build psychological safety in in teams. Mm -hmm. And uh, and of course now with with remote work being uh, so prominent, I think we need to think about it even more because of everything we discussed in the beginning that there's all this uh, body language and everything is missing. So we need to actually verbally be building that psychological safety. Yeah, and I here I think also that uh, kind of the discussions with the team about these topics is uh, crucial. Because trust, of course, it starts with respect. It starts with empathy that we all already discussed a little bit. So, so really discussing with your with your team that say, how, how do you feel about this, and uh, what is the preferred way of working, and and getting the mutual understanding that then in the end creates creates trust. 
and of course, uh, or also when when talking about the common rules to play by, uh, as we discussed a little bit earlier here, um, we can't only set up the rules. We we need to discuss those as well, not only in the beginning, because I think those might change during the way as well. So so really having these discussions, having these conversations, listening and reflecting together as well. Because that's mm-hmm. the way of sharing the insights when we when we come back to the learning, the learning mm-hmm. part again. So um, yeah, we need to do this together somehow. It's it's about it's a it's a group effort. It's, yes. Yeah, I think it's um, initiated by the leader, and I think all all leaders right now need to to be very proactive and and lead by example, show themselves like this is how we do it, but also in the same time keep all the the dialogues going and be very open and and, and engaging and um, and make make it very clear that this is not uh, set in stone. Please let me know how I can help you and and how we can uh, together build build something that will work for all of us. It's a it's a joint effort somehow. It and I guess that's what what is uh, shared leadership then. Yeah, and and making making the work really visible too uh, by by talking about what what we are up to. Hmm. And doing this, doing this t- together, and and when discussing, then we can uh, easily share the responsibilities more, and uh, and and know each other more as well. Yeah. So how would you, Annika? Now, uh, how would you conclude? Kind of, uh, we have discussed a lot uh, around communication, around uh, collaboration and teamwork, self leadership a little, and then of course leadership. So how how would you now conclude and what would you say about our kind of tips now for for uh, successful remote teams teamwork? Mm. Thank you for the question. <laughs> um I would say that the feeling I have after after this discussion is is that what it all comes down to is is trust building trust in the team. Um trust that that we are working together. That, that we help each other, that we know who, who can help us when we need it, but also trust that everybody's doing their part. Uh, as you said, that can be made visible by talking about work, uh, telling your colleagues what you're actually up to, making it visible as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, trust also comes up from, from um, having uh, stable and 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 trustworthy technical solutions that everybody knows how to use, of course, because then you feel more confident and, and safe when you know that you have tools that you know how to use. Uh, but I think all of these things together, they they are all there to build trust. That's a very good way of, of putting it here and, and concluding it here here in the end. Um, thank you for, for listening to us. Thank you very much for being here, and I hope you have a great rest of the day and and week. Take care, everybody. Bye.